All right, here we go. Another episode of the Musings of Dirtbag Duke. Hope you're doing well, staying healthy, staying safe out there. It is a Friday edition, so I hope you got some good plans for the weekend. Get a chance to relax, spend some time with friends and family, or to kind of recharge and enjoy a little time off. I've said this, I know at least once before, maybe a couple of times before, but I'll say it again because it's becoming, it's it's proving itself to be true. You see, people really don't care about things until it affects them directly. So they're not going to give a, sh- a, a rip about things. They're not going to care until it has an impact on themselves or somebody closely to them. Then they'll start caring. So when there wasn't much activity with these illegals crossing the border, and I explained to you or explained to everybody what the definition of that is. But when they crossed the border, and there wasn't very many at the time, then everybody thought it was great that, you know, that everybody's bragging about their sanctuary cities and how that they could accept them all here. Life is great. Come on in. We'll take care of you. You don't have to worry about anything. It's all good to go. Then over... A short period of time, I guess, or most recently... Now, there's become... It has become an issue. Because they're running out of space. They're running out of... Money... See, the idea, the plan was that they were going to flood the state of Texas and Arizona and some other bordering states. They were going to flood them, and those states could deal with it. They would be the ones that had to handle it. They were going to be the ones, you know, and it was going to be a political tidal wave of new voters For a certain party. But when those officials of those specific states were smart enough to transport those other those folks to other parts of the country, to the places that were bragging about wanting to be a sanctuary or a place for these people to go to, then it became a problem. Then it became an issue. And then it became an, a, then it became affecting these these people directly. Right, the, the ones that didn't care 
and wanted to brag about how things were going to be for them because, you know, they could handle it at the time. And they were expecting those folks to just reside in those border states, border towns. When the script was flipped and they were have they were forced to deal with it and now they're running out of space and running out of time and it's having a negative impact on them directly now it's time to do something about it and that's that's when you can identify that's when it is easily identifiable of these people being hypocrites Because it's all well and good when things don't affect them. But when it does, then it's time to do something about it. So reading, reading where now some of those officials are going down to the border or crossing the border and tell them, hey, you don't want to go to our state. You don't want you need to stay here or you need to stay in that across the border. But don't go beyond that. You need to stay there. There's no, there's no need for you to go beyond that. And there's been a couple of them from different states that are doing this. So, you see, it's, it's very transparent. To, you can see through the garbage because because you can, by their actions, that they're taking and now they're going to all of a sudden again flip-flop and say oh we're gonna control the border we're going to continue to build a wall we need to restrict that so again it's It's sad that people want to use these people as as political pawns. They don't really care. It's great in theory to say, "Hey, we want to, you know, have everybody come here, have a better life, whatever, whatever, whatever." But like I've said. Again, also many times, oh, there's there's not going to be this perfect society. There's not going to be this perfect world. There's not going to be this utopia. But there is difficulty. There is struggle. That there is... tough times but there there is no perfect society or this utopia that that they want to believe is going to happen and you're finding again you're finding it out with the lies of green energy and again the things that i've talked about where it's not efficient this energy is not efficient that wind energy and all the the byproduct of all the garbage piled up from the ones that have um, been replaced or birds 
that have been killed or or either uh, or other um, creatures, ocean, uh, water, fish being you know destroyed or or injured, uh, and the lies about solar and again not not being recyclable batteries and destroying the earth to extrude these uh, minerals for batteries or to mine I should say so all these things that are going to supposedly create this utopian society or this perfect world is all proving out to be a hoax, a lie. And maybe there's a chance that we return to some type of quote-unquote normalcy. And again, there's, there's nothing wrong with anybody wanting to come into this country as long as they go through the proper process of that. And that's kind of pretty much worldwide accepted right most most countries uh, have a program a process that you have to go through to be a permanent resident and so it's not out of any realm of normalcy to want to have that type of a process here for the United States. So we'll have to watch it and see where things go. And finally, finally there there was a, a so-called activist that was Murdered, uh, him and his girlfriend were walking down the street, and and a gentleman approached them, and long story short, ends up stabbing him. Now this activist has been very much a and and activist. I don't don't like the word, but I guess that's what they call themselves. But I think it's just some kind of a another opportunity for people to grift off of others. But anyway, nonetheless, and this person has a hist- had a history of, you know, making fun of others that have died and, and had, I guess, this distorted view of crime and, and criminals and so much so that his that his belief also with his girlfriend that she, I believe, and I apologize, I I believe it was his girlfriend, maybe his wife, but anyway, I'm pretty sure it was his girlfriend that you know I just don't want to bring attention to the the person, so I'm not going to mention the name. Um, I don't want to bring them any type of notoriety. But it is a form of 
distorted view, a almost illness-likeness to want to have some desire to want to protect those that are perpetrating crime on others. And so, so much so that his girlfriend refused to identify the, the killer, the person that killed her boyfriend. And, and it's like, what type of individual are you if that you don't even want to protect or you don't want to um, bring to justice somebody who uh, killed somebody that you so-called or that you supposedly loved or was involved with. And obviously then it it has to be assumed that you'd be in this that you'd want the same thing. So if it had been if it had been her that that was killed, then she would would be fine. Not that it matters because you're dead, but you know, that she wouldn't want any justice to be to be served for her in losing her life. And it's it's just this. That's the kind of distorted world that these people want to live in, and, and it doesn't make any sense. And again, you know, where you're seeing uh, stories of people that have been proponents of. Reducing police force, anti-police in their cities and their local governments, having these reckonings and wanting to change their mind, where they're where they're being carjacked or they're being uh, held up, they're being robbed, in some cases brutally beaten, and so therefore all of a sudden they want to change their tune and now they want to see police protection. They, again, that's. To me, that's peak hypocrisy when you you know that this is it's not a it's not somebody making a misinformed decision. This is a a a well cognitive decision to try to pander to a certain people to say that they want to reduce a police force. Uh, they want to you know reduce the number of officers in areas um, because that they're. They're bad, overall bad people. And nobody believes that all of them are perfect. No, that is not true. And there are bad officers. And there's bad people in all walks of life. There are bad people in any uh, business overall. I'm not saying in, in a particular company, but in, just in general, in, in whatever field that is. There are bad people there. In some areas, that there's just not as much allowance, I guess, that there isn't. Have not, hasn't, it's more visible. It's more uh, loud, per se, when it happens uh, with, an, uh, say, a law enforcement officer. So, no, there are no guarantees that everybody's going to be perfect, but you cannot say that, and it's yet, I don't think it's yet to be proven, where that everybody within a a law enforcement off um, organization, a group, 
that every person within there is is a bad a bad person, a bad actor. And I would say I would say you, you probably couldn't even find uh, maybe necessarily seventy five percent in a major one. Now, in a major, in maybe in a small city, small county somewhere out in the middle of nowhere, you know, if you've got three officers, yeah, there's probably two of them that could be bad actors. Okay, fine, but not when we're talking about big, bigger cities, you know, bigger metro, major metro, major metropolitan areas. And so to say that we want to reduce those numbers because we want to pander to folks and then. Well, again, something happens to to us specifically. All of a sudden, now we want to change our mind. Is again, is peak hypocrisy that you knew that they knew they knew when they made that decision that it wasn't right. But since nothing has happened to them, then it's okay. Again, it could happen to other folks around them, but as long as it doesn't happen to them, then it's no problem. But then, if it is, that we got to do something about it. So it's, I guess it's it's a, a struggle for me personally to want to not have an opinion when it comes to those folks that did have these things perpetrated upon them. It's difficult not to think that it's partly their fault that those things happen because of this, the poor decisions that they've made in their life. Granted that, yes, I've, I've done dumb things. Um, I've made bad decisions. And sometimes, yeah, they came back to to haunt, and sometimes they didn't. But I think when it's on a a stage like this, it 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 becomes a little bit. In situations like this, it becomes a little bit more impactful because these decisions have an effect on the general public potential on the general public and more times than not that it has. I mean, look at the the crime and the situations and bad things that have happened in these cities that have had these reductions in force. But I think the approach needs to be that of get the bad actors out of there, hold them accountable, hold those in 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 leadership positions accountable for holding their uh, subordinates accountable for their actions. And then also... do better about hiring the best and have an evaluation process of, of trying to vet and hire the best officers that they can. I 
Well, that's all I've got for this episode. I hope you're doing well again. Hope you're staying safe, staying healthy. Have a great weekend. And until next time.